Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your house and be with your people. This our church family. Father, we pray for, for the continuance of this service and we pray that your spirit would lead in each song that's sung, prayer that's praised, and each word in any way. And then we especially pray for the hour, Lord, that your servant would bring your message to us. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray our hearts be wide open to receive it and respond to it as you would lead us to do. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why right, you can be seated. Look to page 224. 224. We have come into your We have come
third verse. Here we go.
uh, been in, he probably missed a grade or two and had to get dropped back, so he was a lot bigger. And then there was the alpha male, the young man that grew up and caught up with him that was always trying to prove himself. Well, they got captains on different teams, so during the day, uh, when we were out there playing, they went to fighting. And I mean, they was going at one another. I was glad uh, just to stand back and thinking I wouldn't have a chance against either of these boys. They're just bigger and stronger. And then I saw her move toward them and try to get between them. And they were wrestling on the ground. And then finally they got to their feet. When they did, I felt myself moving toward her to protect her. And then I realized how when they stood up and she was between them, they wouldn't swing at each other because they had the same love and respect for her that I did. <laughs> you know what we ought to be? We ought to be that peacemaker in this world of turmoil. turmoil. That's what we ought to be. She was that way. She, I know they could have broke her. And she knew it too. But she trusted in a higher power. Her desire was to be the peacemaker. Her desire was to do what she had done every day in front of us, showed us Jesus Christ in her life. I'm so thankful. By the every time I hear that song, I can still smell that cold bucket. There was a little bitty school up on Lookout Mountain where God was taught first and arithmetic was taught second. And I'm thankful for my couple years I got to spend up there. I'm sorry, but I just can't help it. I'm reminded how good God's been to me, where He took me. Yes, to stay warm, we had to sit around that fire every morning until it warmed that big room up. We certainly did. I had to know Him on the floor to kind of seal it under us to keep the heat uh, when we were sitting up there. I remember the pattern because every day, I remember I didn't know what amber waves of grain was till I was in the third grade and I, I got a picture out of an encyclopedia so I'd know what we were singing about. Amen. My goodness, we're blessed. Amen. We are. We ought to tell folks about it. Yeah. We ought to not argue. We ought to not get on this side or that side. We ought to be the peacekeepers. I'm thankful that God, even a little boy like me, I was a child. I, I wasn't saved, but I wasn't lost yet. But I, I was comforted every day by that teacher. And when I saw those two boys, I, that ain't the end of the story. They stopped fighting for her sake. I moved around her a couple of times trying to get at one another. But the more she talked, the more they calmed down. And it wasn't long, it just took them a minute or two. It did. That finally the one stuck out his hand and the other took it. And they shook hands. And they shook hands kind of hard for a minute. But before she was through, they was hugging necks. And the tears wasn't from anger. The tears were from their broken heart and how they had let her down. I'm glad that uh, most of the time if you see me cry, it ain't because uh, something uh, hurt me. Uh, but it, most of the time it's because I've let the Lord down. I look and I, I know what I am. Yep. I, I know who I am. I know what I do. I know how, how I'm attacked. And I know how I'm weak. Uh, but I know this. I got a God that's stronger. He's stronger than me. He's stronger than anything that can come against sure. me. And I and I, I can't help it. 
I just thankful I got a memory. A memory of that coal bucket. Every time I hear how great thou art, I think about that coal bucket. How many times I filled it up. How many times I got to stoke that fire. Oh, oh, sometimes all I need to do is stoke that fire in me. Sure. It takes the Holy Spirit to do that. Every once in a while, he'll take that poker preacher and he'll let me have a good stirring. If you ain't had a good stirring in a while, now you got something to look forward to. That's what we need, Brother Wayne, is a good stirring. I'm sorry I didn't mean to go that long. Y'all pray for us and you pray. God bless you, God bless you. Sister Jess, will you come up this time? And uh, the ones that will, we're going to sing a song. This features just the lights of home. Yeah. I want us to sing this if we can today. Hey, and while, there, while anyone else can help on this song, please come up and help with this. Uh, this will be a great song right here that you're going to really enjoy. But you know, we're so blessed to have the talent we have here in the church. And, this morning, uh, there's two songs, two of the songs we did. Uh, Y'all may have never sang them before, but Kim's never seen them before. She's never played them. What a wonderful job she does. <laughs> and we're so blessed to have you all. Mother and daughter does a great job. Don't you? <laughs> I don't know it, and she doesn't play it. Yeah, well, no, no. <laughs>
Amen. What a blessing. Amen. You can almost see the lights of that city. Amen. Well, I feel good down in my heart this morning. I really do. I appreciate each and every one that's here today. I appreciate our visitors being here with us today. You make yourself at home. And um, it's good to see all these youngins. I, 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 there's something about kids that just encouraged me. For an old boy that didn't used to like children too much, so I had one of my own boy excited about it. <laughs> really am. I love it. Appreciate it. But I appreciate everything that's been done here this morning and the, 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 the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost that the singing's been in uh, this morning. And I want to encourage you, if you've got a need in your life, we want you to uh, come and find that need met, whatever that it might be. We're serving an awesome and mighty God, as Brother Wayne uh, says often, and and he, he can meet your needs today, whatever your needs are in your life. And, and so uh, we, we've been praying for a while for Brother Jeff. We asked him the other day if, if he would come and break the bread of life for us, and he agreed to. So I want you to pray for Brother Jeff Bullard if he comes. And if the Spirit uh, uh, pulls on you to do something, you do whatever God would have you to do. And it'd certainly be in order if the Lord did today. So Brother Jeff, if you'll come ahead. You got something to say? No, I'm just going to get you to get those This morning, uh, Ashley, I said, I, I don't think I've ever been to Liberty Hill to, to preach. And she said, no, I think this will be the first time. Uh, probably all of you know me or know of my family. Uh, I grew up down two houses out from Welcome Church uh, until I was 18 years old. Uh, I was just a little heathen. Uh, just all you can say. Uh, never was in trouble with the law, but uh, some people just say, well, he was just a serious little boy. Uh, just a little heathen, sort of was. Uh, but God has really uh, been good to me. Uh, he, he changed my life uh, as an 18-year-old young man. And uh, and, and he has truly been good to me and uh, my family. Uh, 
like Renee said, she went through a uh, troublesome time last year. Some of you know about it, but uh, you know God was with her yes. uh, every day. And uh, but this morning, if you have your Bibles and if you'll turn to the Book of Luke, the tenth chapter, uh, and and here in this passage of scripture, and I'll I'll probably pick up in in verse twenty five, but. Uh, as, as the Lord's speaking here, uh, something that really caught my attention in verse 24, He says, For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear the things which you hear and have not heard of. And I just wanted to include that uh, verse there. But then uh, in verse 25, it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in thy law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, bound up the wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to, the, to an end, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said unto and he said, He that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do likewise. And that's as far as I'll read this morning, but as I uh, begin to look at this passage of Scripture and uh, begin to, uh, to see where he said there was a certain man that left Jerusalem and 
I went down to Jericho there, uh, I couldn't help but think about uh, Jerusalem in the spiritual realm and uh, the days of old and the day in this day of time. Uh, from what I read and gathered, Jerusalem was a, a holy place. You could have it, a spiritual uh, place, a place where uh, this man could find uh, some compassion and, and people would care uh, for him. And Jericho uh, was just a, uh, it was a, a commercialized city uh, and the road to, the, uh, to Jericho uh, was, uh, was just filled with uh, thieves and robbers and, uh, and it, was a, it was somewhat of a wicked place. Uh, uh, but a trade city nevertheless where people would uh, go and, and come and, uh, but on the Jericho road uh, uh, we find that this man ran upon uh, some thieves which uh, stripped him of his raiment and beat him, uh, maybe took what uh, he had that was uh, worth anything and, uh, and, and beat him and left him uh, half dead. But uh, I thought about as the, uh, the, the priest came by and we uh, think about the priest. And, uh, but let me stop right here just a, a minute. If you uh, remember when uh, God was, uh, when uh, the, the land was distributed out among the, uh, the tr 12 tribes, uh, uh, there was one group of uh, one tribe that didn't uh, receive any land that uh, that they inherited because uh, their job was to take care of the temple of God and, and to, to keep it up and uh, to keep things running the way that God instructed them and that was the Levites. Uh, uh, so there, and the priest uh, uh, came from the, uh, the tribe of the Levites and, uh, and here we find that this uh, priest came up uh, where he came he represented uh, religion but he also uh, represented the law to keep uh, the law and, and we see is, is that he came to where uh, he was and he uh, looked on him and he passed by on the other side and this man that had left uh, the, a holy place, a holy uh, city and fell among thieves uh, uh, which beat him and stripped him uh, leaving him half dead uh, the priest came and looked upon him, uh, if you'll have the law I looked upon him and I couldn't do anything because the law weak uh, the law was not weak uh, the book of Romans teaches us uh, but it is the flesh that is weak uh, the reason that we can't satisfy uh, could never satisfy God in the flesh uh, because uh, the flesh is weak uh, nothing wrong with God's law but uh, the flesh is weak so we uh, could not uphold the law and, uh, and you think well I uh, can, I can live by the law. You uh, cannot live uh, by the law alone uh, without grace in your life. Uh, uh, you can't uh, please God uh, because uh, it's just not within us. Uh, uh, it's not within this rubble place because uh, our nature is a sinful nature uh, and we'll sin uh, the best that we can do. We can't uh, live good enough uh, to please God. But uh, we're just like this certain man that left uh, Jerusalem and uh, headed down to Jericho. We uh, will leave a good thing uh, as, as child of God. Uh, sometimes we'll need a good thing and uh, we'll fucking part uh, in, the, in this rope of 
place that we might uh, desire and uh, to, to fulfill the, uh, the sinful lust of the flesh. Uh, so uh, this certain man, he left uh, Jerusalem, headed down and uh, found himself among the thieves which uh, stripped him. Uh, uh, the priest came by and, uh, and, and I said, that, you know, the law couldn't uh, help him as what he represented. Uh, uh, represented him. Also, the, uh, the Levite, when he came to the place where he was, I uh, said he also uh, looked on the man and uh, passed by on the other side. Uh, folks, I tell you, uh, uh, we, can't, uh, we can't please God without uh, grace in our life and, and without the grace of God. Uh, and we, uh, we think sometimes that that we can uh, uh, just go on uh, uh, doing what we've been doing as an uh, 18 year old man the night I got saved uh, uh, I'd ask God to give me one more opportunity and, uh, and, and he came up and uh, the Lord just stepped up beside me doing an invitation uh, it's just like he punched me with his elbow and said you asked for one more but uh, as that happened it was Satan stepped up on the other side and said You've, you're okay you're okay. Uh, and I, I think I may have told Allison this one day last week, but uh, as he tried to let us know that everything's okay, what? we're still in the ditch. We've still been beaten. And we're half dead. But while we have the breath of life, we have an opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ right. and the free pardon of sin. Right. I, I don't believe in predestination God gave us a choice he gave us a choice as a seven year old little boy welcomed welcomed Baptist Church not knowing anything about God the invitation went out and God creeped my heart and troubled me and I ran out down the side to the middle door and out and it, when I stepped off the bottom step that thing left and I ran home and I felt secure and safe as a little boy because I didn't know anything about it this went on for two or three months every time I'd go to church and my mom and daddy didn't carry us to church it was my grandmother that would come to our house and get me and my sister and carry us to church with her. And regardless of those that would come by, those that would look upon me, nothing could help me. Nothing they had to offer could help me. Nothing anybody has to offer you can help you except God prick your heart but he gave me a, a choice made me a free moral agent even as a little boy it was my choice whether I came to the altar and accepted him and I ran for another 10 or 11 years before one night Christ stepped up beside me and nudged me and said, you've asked for one more opportunity. One more opportunity. Hell would have been my home, I feel, if I would have rejected Him that night. I didn't get saved at the back. 
where I was sitting. I mean, at the altar, I got saved when my foot struck that aisle Amen. with a commitment to go to Amen. Him. That's, right. That's how loving and what a just God we serve. But this Levite that came and looked upon him could not help him, could not do anything for him. And this, this Levite that came by, you might say that he represented the Word. The Word of God. And he missed an opportunity to share with the lost and dying world just as we would today when we fail to go and to do what God uh, lays on our heart to do and, and we go and look upon someone and say, well, I don't have the time. Let somebody else stop by. Let the pastor go. That's what we pay him to do. God help us. God help us. When God lays it upon your heart, He is working on the other end. Amen. Amen. That's true. And we need to be obedient to Him. <coughs> to go about His business in a timely manner. And that's when He says go. We need to drop everything that we have going on and, and be about His business. But this certain Samaritan that came by, He represents Christ. Certain Samaritan represents Christ, if you'll have it for just a little while. Jerusalem, you might say, represented uh, paradise compared to where this man ended up. Jericho was the world. And we see what we have with the world today, what's going on. It's a wicked place. Now we have to abide here but this is not our home the scripture teaches us that we're but pilgrims and strangers in a strange land we roam and folks we're looking and, and traveling you might say back to Jerusalem back to a holy place is our destination but we're going to sojourn here for a little while if you'll uh, allow me but uh, this certain uh, Samaritan came by and said that he saw his condition, had compassion on him, and went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in wine and oil. And folks, I tell you, as, as we, uh, we see the wounds that this man had, it was the wounds of disobedience. If you allow me to put it in that way for just a, a little while, and I know he's given a, a story and an account, but uh, this wounds that the man had was disobedience. It was disobedience. He was in a place where he had help, and he had probably anyone he could call on would have been a friend to him. But he, he left in the flesh. He left. But in the spirit, he could have he could have called out to anyone there in Jerusalem and probably got some help. What took him to Jericho, I have no clue. But anyway, he saw something within him that, that drew him that way. But this certain Samaritan came to where he was, had compassion on him, bounded up his wounds, pouring in uh, wine and oil, and set him on his own beast and, and brought him to an end. And he took care of him. He had compassion on him. He saw an opportunity. 
And he made the most of it. This certain Samaritan. He set him on his own beast. And I thought about this from time to time. Uh, you know, this certain Samaritan as he came by. Uh, but I look at this as, as this certain Samaritan being Christ. And what would Christ have been doing with a, a, a beast of burden? So I, I thought of uh, the footprints in the sand. When we're uh, down and we can't go on and we only see one footprint, a set of footprints in the sand, uh, it's the prints of Christ. Uh, they're a little bit deeper uh, when, we, uh, when He's carrying us, but uh, yet He carried Him uh, to an end. He, he took care of Him. He, he, he met His needs pouring in wine and oil. And I can't uh, help but to believe this man may have even been a lost man. And the, the wine and oil represents the grace of God the, and the blood of Christ that was shed uh, for us on the cross that grace may flow freely to all who will accept it. To all that will accept it. And, and we, we see uh, also in this, uh, he, he came uh, and brought him to an end and said, and on the morrow he departed and took out two pence and gave them uh, to the host and said unto, to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Do you get what he just said? He put someone in our way. He put someone in our care. And he took out. He gave us the means to take care of him to provide for those that are in need around us. And He said, you take care of Him. And whatsoever more thou spendest, whatsoever more you sacrifice, He said, when I come again, I will repay. I will repay. Amen. Brother Steve, I think a lot of times as we go through these walks of life and, and we can run up against a time where we think, well, I just can't afford to have uh, this individual. Uh, God has provided all that we have anyway. Yes. And He is going to continue to provide for us uh, regardless, come what may, in our lives. He will provide because He is God. I, the Scripture teaches us that you, you'll never find one of His begging bread. Never find one of His begging bread. Uh, but He said, Whatsoever more thou spendest, Whatever you're at. Brother Steve, don't you think it's the little paydays along the way, the little blessings in life that He's paying us as we go? Sure. But He said, when I come again, I will repay. Folks, I don't know if I'll be out here, you know, probably about here. I think I've got a place up close to where we live, where Renee's family's buried. But when those eastern skies part and the Lord steps through, these graves out here are going to burst open. And I'm going to be paid in full. I'll receive a glorified body that won't be uh, in the shape that this one's getting in. And it's, it's getting there faster. I'm up to that age where I can tell. Go through a about uh, with COVID a few years ago and, and you can't hardly get my breath at times now. But God's going to repay and He's going to restore. 
Folks, it's high time that the church wake up and get down to the Lord's business. Amen. Roger, I think, said we need to get back to ringing the bell. Amen. You can ring the bell out here till you wear yourself out. But until you show these people in this community and surrounding communities that you love them and you want them here, you're not going to do any good by just ringing the bell. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, Lord. See someone in need is stopping heaven. Right. Years ago, when I was just a little boy, someone told me that in our community, a man was on his way to church and another man had been trying to get him to go for years. And it was on a Sunday and this man's head was getting wet. And this man tells his wife, says, I'm not going to church today and I'm going to help our neighbor get the hay up. That's being a friend. That's showing the people in the community that you care is coming to them in their time of need. It may not mean a hill of beans to nobody, but it's important to that individual that's in need. We need to focus on the Good Samaritan part of this. We're not better than those around us. The only thing that differs me than the vilest sinner here in this community is the grace of God. Amen. That's it. And our Savior shed His blood for that vilest sinner. How much do we love those and desire them to be here? Religion can come and look upon them and pass by on the other side. The law can come and it can't do anything for them. But the Good Samaritan, as he passes by, can shoulder the load and get them to an end. Pour in the wine and oil and heal their wounds and introduce them to a man who will never leave them nor forsake them. Do away with those desires that we have. Those ideas that would take us to Jericho. We keep our attention focused on the things above and not the things of this world. Amen. Folks, it's not just here. It's up in the community where I go. We get complacent as a church. We think, well, I've got me and I've got my wife, my daughter, my granddaughter's in church, and my son-in-law just helped y'all in revival, and so I am happy. I am done. 
I ever get to thinking that way, God help me. God help me. I want my place right around my house to be a better place. Of people that we can love, introduce them to God. We ain't got no place to quit, no place to give up. Right. My mama, she would go to church with us from time to time, but my grandmother would come by or she'd call my mama just about every Sunday or Saturday night and say, hey, you go to church tomorrow, you taking them kids? And she would come and get us. And Miss Byerly Taylor, some of you probably know her. That woman was a dear friend to my, of mine, and I loved to go stay with her while my mom worked. And uh, we just got along good together. I was just a little bitty thing, but she wasn't much taller than me. But uh, oh, how I love Miss Byerly and, and and those women around about her community community and they'd go to the altar and they wouldn't just pray they would call your name and they didn't care if it embarrassed you they wanted to get in touch with God and they wanted to ring the bells of heaven to get God's attention because they saw a need we need to get the attitude of those little old ladies of our community that desires to see the kids and their grandkids and their people of the community say and get out of this well me and mine's okay you know Noah he built an ark and he got his family on board could you just imagine seeing those men and women that thought you said it's going to rain we don't even know what rain is you've been working on this thing you're calling an ark How's that going to take you to safety? And then it begins to, God had got everything in order, and they went, Noah and his family went in, and God shut the door. Time, as the rest of the world knew, it was shortly no more. But as it began to rain, and it began to push them up on the high places, they'd take those little babies, and I could just see mamas and daddies doing it, take those little babies and holding them up, calling Noah, Noah, just open the door. Just open the door. And he'd have to tell God to shut the door. God has shut the door and you've squandered your opportunity to get on board. You've missed the opportunity to get your children on board. There's nothing I could do. Noah could not have, I, I don't think he could have let down a, a rope, a basket, and took those babies in one at a time if he would want it to. Because God shut the door. Those babies, you see, hadn't reached the age of accountability, so they were safe. But those mamas and daddies that was agonizing with God at that point, they waited too long. So when we go today and we see the man in the ditch, are we going to pass by on the other side? Are we going to wait maybe two years? 
what we're going to do. We better bind up their wounds and get them to safety. But Steve, if you'll come, as you stand your feet this morning, that's all I have. 441. 441. Don't squander the opportunity. God has put before you. Whatever it may be, He is in control. And He can get by without us, but it pleases Him that we're a willing vessel for Him. And He'll use us if we'll allow Him to. He wants to. He'll trouble you. He'll put somebody in your path if you'll just be obedient to Him. The wounds of the man in the ditch was disobedience. To Him to do it, know what to do good and to do it not to Him it is sin. It's good about the Father's business. Why the same?